going to stretch our hands towards Kelly, Pastor Kelly. I'm going to pray. Um, Father, we thank you for Pastor Kelly. We thank you for her heart, Lord, for you. We thank you that she's really gone and dug out in your word, Lord, to get the nuggets that we need today. Lord, we pray for a fresh anointing. We pray that everything that comes out of her mouth will be directed by you, even if you have to change things. And Lord, we just say now, cover her with, and her family with your blood as she comes and gives the word. And Father, just use her today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, I'm going to be speaking to you um, about the word of God. I'm going to lift up this anchor, which when I took it out of the box, it was broken in half. And Carly went and got some super glue, so I don't know how that happened, but... We will not be stopped. We will have our lives anchored in the life and in the word of the living God. No one's going to stop us. So we are anchored in the Lord. So I'm going to um, quickly just pray over, over you. And I'm going to pray over myself. So that the word of the Lord can go forth fully as he directs. So Lord, I just thank you for your people. Look at your people, Lord. Look at their beauty. Look at how they love you, how they seek you, Lord. Look at how they sacrifice for you. And they're here again to hear the word of the Lord. They're here again to feast on the food that you present. I love, Lord, that picture that you gave about the lions. Because as much as we're a family, we are a mighty army. We are a mighty army. And I pray over your army of lions and lionesses that they go fiercely and they come ferociously to get the word of the Lord that you have prepared for them, the meat of the word of the Lord that you have prepared for them, so that it may nourish them, nourish their families, and then go out and nourish those that you give them the privilege to be around. I pray that over the people of God. I pray over myself, Lord, that I will be an oracle of God, that the people of God will hear your voice through my voice, that every part of my being will be available for you to speak through in the name of Jesus. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. So I just want to recap a little bit. We're speaking about the word of God this year and its power, the fact that it's supernatural. It's not natural words, it's supernatural words. It's not just words on a page. Those words on that page can be taken off into your life and change your circumstances. But that's just words. Does that really mean anything to you? So we're going to just remind one another of the things that we have been talking about, what the word of God does. In the Old Testament, before Jesus came, the Jewish people relied on the Torah. They meditated on it. They knew it by heart. By the time they were 13, they had their bar mitzvah and they would have to know the scriptures. That was the logos, the written word of God. God said, there's coming a time I'm going to send Yeshua, the Messiah, and the Messiah is going to come. And when he comes, the Logos is going to turn into the Rhema, and the word is going to become flesh. It's going to walk and live amongst you. God is going to put himself in flesh. For those women that are here that have ever been pregnant, and you've got that child growing in you, and you've got a book that shows you what's happening on the third week, the second week, the, you know, so on and so forth. You see how that baby is being formed, even though you can't see inside of your womb until you have a scan. The baby is being formed inside of you. God is on the move in our midst, people. 
He's on the move. And the way he moves is through the power of his word. So Yeshua came and he put on flesh. But the Jewish people didn't recognize him. Some of them, they're still looking for the Messiah, but he came. Because they thought, oh, he's going to turn up and he's going to be what we think he should be. That's called religion. That is called religion. We are not religious. We have a relationship with the living one. That's the difference with religion and Christianity, or should be. We have a living relationship with a living God, not rules and regulations that keep people in bondage, that cause wars and people to die and people to just be... I I, um, read recently how when it was slavery days and then the slave trade um, changed... It was in 1960, I mean 1865, when everything altered and changed. It took so many years for that to actually process into actually happening. Certain parts of the world gave slaves Bibles and they took out key parts of the Bibles that showed them that they were free, that showed them who they were in Christ because they wanted to keep them in bondage. So we have to know the word of God for ourselves. We have to realise that the word of God can set you free if you allow it to it can set you free we heard how God is establishing us individually he's establishing us corporately and he's establishing the work of our hands that he's doing for us that means in your job whatever you're doing in your education whether you're not working at the moment God is establishing you in your character God is taking his word and establishing your character it's beautiful to have the young ones walking around. Don't be distracted thinking, what are they doing? They're, they're here. They're here and they should be here. They should be able to move around. And Hallelujah. We saw in the word of God, the story of Joseph, that Joseph was a man that was appointed by God. God had given him many gifts. So he went from his father's house to the pit, then to Potiphar's house, then to prison, then finally to the palace. We learned that the word of God will test you The word of God will cause you to have process because you need that process. Gifts are given. They're just given to you. Oh, you can say, okay, I can operate in the gifts of the spirit. I can raise the dead. I can tell you what you had for breakfast this morning. So what? What is that going to do for your life, really, if you have no character? The word of God will process you to build character. There's been things in my life that I've asked for and cried out for. God, I want this now and I want to go through this um, area of my life and I want to do this for you. I thank God he never answered those prayers because I was not ready and neither are you in some aspects. So God is processing you. God is never wasting time. God is intentional and he knows what he's doing with you. So the word of God has to become everything. I will say that again. The word of God has to become everything in your life. For you to do on this earth what God wants you to do, the word of God has to become everything. Because it's life, it's freedom, it sets you free. And until it becomes everything, you'll never know the fullness of the freedom that you can walk in. Let the word of God become everything. We have to take time to go into the word of God. We've been hearing from preachers. I preached the whole of January. And I said to the preachers that were going to go after me, that's going to be a springboard for you. You springboard from there. And I've been listening to the preachers. We learned when Debo spoke about the word of God, he spoke after me in January. And I didn't realise until I heard him speak that it's so, it's almost impossible. How can you take someone at their word? How can you trust somebody if you don't trust them? You can't. If you don't trust somebody, you can't take them at their word. So you have to build up trust with God. God is trustworthy. 
You have to be able to trust God in order to trust his word because it's just words. People that have known me for maybe all my life or a big chunk of my life can think, okay, she's a very trustworthy person. But someone that's just come in, what's your name, Alison? Alison. Alison doesn't know me. She's not going to take me fully at my word. She doesn't know me. She's got to get to know me. That's what I learned when I heard Debo's preach. Mitzi then preached after him. I heard during Mitzi's preach how the word of God, she took the word of God, she just read the word of God when she had hatred in her heart towards her dad. She'd never hated anybody in life like she hated her dad. And the word of God, she kept reading the word of God and the word of God plucked that hatred out and set her free by reading the word of God. Reading the word of God. I listened to Leke's preach. We was in Spain for a week, me and my husband. I listened to Leke's preach. And I thought, this is so beautiful, Lord, the way you're doing this. You're allowing us to realise in one another what the word of God has done, how we use the word of God, how he had a father full of anger, being brought up in terror and trauma. And that saying, that almost self-fulfilling prophecy that comes on someone, you're just going to be like your father, you're just going to be like your father. As soon as he started seeing the traits of that, he went to the word of God and found the scriptures on anger, meditated on them. It wasn't just a case of self-meditation. The word, you, you hear that, it's a, it's a buzzword in the world now, isn't it? Meditate, meditate, all these different religions. They can meditate and get a peace for a certain amount of time. It's not eternal, it's not lasting. He meditated until God took the anger out of his life. So now he can laugh where he once would have went mad, switched, been like his father. The word of God is powerful. The word of God has power. I want to read to see from, from, from God's word so we can all see what does God think and say about his word. I've just told you what I thought. I've just said some of the preaches that we've had since. Let's have a look at um, Isaiah. Isaiah 55 and verse 10 and 11. So this is what God says about his word. For as the rain comes down, we've had a lot of rain recently. We even had a bit of snow sleet the other day, didn't we? For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and they don't return there. I'll stop there. So God is saying, just like when you see it raining, just like when you see see it snowing, you don't look at the rain, see it water the earth and then it returns back to heaven or the snow. It waters the earth. It goes there. It doesn't return there. But it waters the earth, it makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed, seed to the sower and bread to the eater. That's the purpose of rain, that's the purpose of snow, so on and so forth. Verse 11, God says, look at that as a picture. When you see that, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth, says the Lord. It will not return to me void, but it won't return to him void. So what will it do then? He said, but it will accomplish that which I please, says the Lord. Sometimes we want to use the word of God to do what we want when we want it. God said that word will prosper where I want it to prosper. It will prosper in the thing where I've sent it. We are ambassadors of God. We are emissaries. We are representatives of the living one. We are made in his image and in his likeness. What we say makes a difference. God has given a power of speaking the word of God to us. God gave us the power to speak the word of God. So now that scripture, the same way it says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. You say that about yourself. So shall the word of God be that goes forth out of my mouth. It won't return to me void. It will accomplish that which God pleases through me. It will prosper in the thing that I have sent it. That's what God's will is for our lives. That's what God's will is for our lives. 
to be people that will not just walk in his image as people, but speak the word of God. How does this happen? Again, this is just words, but how does it actually happen? The word of God has got life in itself to reproduce itself and to bring about what God wants it to bring about. The word of God is a realm. Now, you've heard that saying many times. I'm sure you have. We've heard about the spirit realm, that, um, yeah, that there's a realm of faith here, that there's a realm of healing there. Have you heard that lots of times? You've heard that realm. But what is a realm? I was saying this the other day um, to God. Yeah, this realm. And then I heard the Lord say to me, what is a realm? Do you know what a realm is? And I thought, no, I don't. I don't know what a realm is. I think I know what it is. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure what a realm is. And then we was on the, we was on the plane, wasn't we? We was on the plane, I think, going to Spain. And I was saying to Carly, I don't know what a realm is. Do you know what a realm is? God's talking to me about realms. And I was going, oh, no, no, no. I've got to find out what, what realms are. Okay, I started looking into what realms are. And God said to me that there is, showed me through um, me looking up in, in, on Google, that there's four realms on the earth. We live within four realms. There is a lithosphere. And that's land. That's the, the mass of land. There is atmosphere, which is the air we breathe, gases. There is biosphere, which is the, uh, the animals and um, the plants and the human beings, every living thing. Then there's hydrosphere, which is water. There's all these realms, and God's still talking about realms. And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, what, what, what is the point, Lord? What are you talking about? Why are you asking me to look into the realms like you are now? So he said, well, all of those things you've just looked into, can you go to Genesis? I said, okay, I'll go to Genesis. So let's go to Genesis 1. Let's go to Genesis 1 and verse 1. Let's start at the beginning because we know who made the beginning and we know who makes the end and we know who's the God of the middle. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, can you finish the rest of it? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So I said to God, okay, yeah. I know that, I believe that. In the beginning, you created the heavens and the earth. He said, exactly. He said, I'm the one that created the four realms of the earth. It was my idea. He said, I love realms. I created those realms. And since I created those realms, you're living in those realms. You don't question it. We know that we breathe air. We know that we've got water. We know that there's land. We don't question any of that, do we? Because it's it's a realm. But God said, first things first. This is what I did. I created the heavens and the earth. And then from chapter 2 onwards, it then speaks about how he created them. So how did he create them? He created them by his word, didn't he? He created them by his word. So he was saying to me, listen, I love realms. I want my people to realize that my word is a realm. There's realms that you're living in, in this universe, in this earthly realm. You've got four main realms. He said, I'm the one that come up with the idea of realms Let the people know this is how I do things, through realms. I set it up, so let them get with the programme. Let's not do things in our mind the way we think it should be done. When God gives us a word, when God gives us a prophetic word, and we hold on to it, and we're standing on it, and we're proclaiming it, God is saying, when he does that, he's giving you a realm to live in. He's giving you a realm to believe until that very thing starts coming to pass. When he gives a prophetic word over ministries, the prophetic word over us, we've got the seven R's, we've got that prophetic dream that God gave us, we've got Isaiah 61, that's realms. When we come into this atmosphere, into this church, that's why you can get healed and set free because God has said, 
he's already set that up, that you will be free and that he will bring righteousness here. All of the, all of the seven R's. But then there's personal prophetic words that God has given you. And God wants you to now realize that they are more than what you've ever thought they were. Jay, they are realms. And you will see with your own eyes, you both, Jay and Dee and your children, you're going to walk in the fullness of the words of God that God has shown you. You're going to walk in that realm. Every single one of you are going to as well. Because it's not just words. Okay, I want to um, read another scripture. Oh, I looked up in the dictionary the definition of realm. Wow, it says a kingdom, a world, arena, atmosphere, a country ruled by a king. Oh my God, I was so excited for a realm. A realm that we live in. We, we live in the realm of the spirit, Lord. And you are king of that realm. You are king, on, king of kings of that realm. And we walk in the spirit. Hallelujah. I want to read Hebrews 11 and verse 3 from the Amplified Bible. By faith, that is, with an inherent trust and enduring confidence in the power, wisdom and goodness of God, we understand that the world, the universe, the ages were framed and created, formed. They were put into order and equipped for their intended purpose by the word of God. So this links up with Genesis 1, okay? So that what is seen, what we see, physical world, yeah, matter, what is seen is not made out of things which are visible. So what, I'll just paraphrase that. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. And that spirit, which is God, he made matter. He's the one that made matter. It's not the other way around. This realm isn't more real than the spirit realm. God is the one that made this realm. God is the one that made us. And God is the one that made the universe. He done that. So the word of God is a realm. So your prophetic words, your personal words, all prophetic words over us as a church and individually, they're realms within realms, realms of the spirit. And you can go as deep in that as you want to or as shallow as you want to. How many people go on holiday, they don't even go swimming? Some people might just put their feet in the water, sit in there. Others have, got to have a swimming pool, they've got to go in the sea, they've got to go swimming. God wants us to swim to the depths of the realms that he's made available to us. He wants us to be transformed alive. He wants those words, those realms to be tangible, something that we can feel, taste, touch and live in. The word of God is supernatural. It looks natural, but it's not. You look around your life and it's like, oh, another blessing, another miracle. Something else has happened. But the word of God is, is the thing that made that happen. I want to invite um, Sophia up and I want her to tell you about the word of God that she was standing on and believing. God had said something to her and she was believing. She was believing God and then the outcome worked. Come up, Sophia. Hallelujah. So this is going to be a testimony of the word of God and how that word works. Hi, everyone. Um, so, yeah, mine is a bit of a... I'll try and be as quick as No, possible. you don't. You just, just <laughs> say it. No one's rushing you. Um, so, mine, I'm going to take you back then a bit until uh, last summer when I went back to um, work. For most of you that know, I am a bank manager. Um, I went back to work uh, when Gabriel was six months old. Um, and although I was fine about going back because um, I think I spoke previously that um, I was at risk of redundancy, but then God had put me in um, Camberwell. So I was still quite anxious about going back, not for work, but because of my previous manager in uh, my old mm. branch. So for like two years, she just was relentless in attacking me just through 
whether it was my work or my personal situation with regards to my pregnancy with um, Gabriel, just every time, every opportunity she had, she would try and mm. um, slander me in some way. So even though I was going to a new region and she was no longer going to be my manager, I just had a, a feeling in my spirit that she was still going to try and persecute me in, in some way. So um, I met up with my new manager back in, in June and I told him how I felt and he didn't understand why I would have this thoughts about my previous manager when she was no longer really connected to me and she shouldn't need to have any part of my career now. Um, so I was like, okay, fine, I'll let, let go. And I also spoke to Kelly and Margaret about my concerns as well. Um, and Kelly actually said that I should just pray for her, which I didn't really want to do. So I kind of was like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, within three weeks of being back at work, my new manager then called me to say that, yes, he had had a contact from my previous manager. Mm. And for about half an hour, she tried to get him to see that I wasn't good at my job or that told him all about my personal situation with my court case, with my son. And she really was just, like, attacking me. So, um, again, I come to Kelly and Margaret, and because he asked me what I wanted to do, and I was like, I just want her to just leave me alone. I just don't know why she's doing this. I just, I don't understand. Um, and again, Kelly said, you have to pray for her. So I was like, oh, fine. So I did. So I was driving to work, and I was just praying through grid teeth over the situation <laughs> and um psalms 23 5 i think come to my head but it was like i'll make a banquet uh, in front of your enemies so i was like what well, i don't want a banquet i just wanted to leave me alone i just, just don't want anything to do with her i just want to get on with my my job and just and just be gone with it but so but that just kept coming and i was like okay fine uh, just do what you have to do then with with her um and i thought okay my manager now knows about it he's spoken to her, said he doesn't want to hear anything about it again, um, and I thought that was it. But then again, I had another interaction a few weeks later where she purposely come to an event that I was at, and again, for the whole evening, she was just trying to get my attention, and try, and I was just like, this, which to the point that I ended up just leaving. Um, but whilst I was there, again, she was making all these malicious and slanderous accusations mm. about me to other people. And they then started to defend me. Um, and I was like, okay, enough is enough now. I've dealt with this for like two years and something needs to, to give because I just can't take it anymore to the point that I was like, I'd rather just leave the company than have to deal with somebody like this. Um, so again, I did, I did make a formal complaint. I've asked, I escalated it to the uh, divisional director and stuff. And they then come down to see me, ask me what had been happening. They then spoke to her as well. Um, and I thought, oh, yeah, okay, it's done, it's, it's, it's fine now. So that was really good, and again, I kept on having the uh, scripture in my head. And um, then, so yeah, so I've got at peace with that, and then work's been going really well for me over the last uh, few months. That happened around September, October. I then was asked by my uh, regional manager to run three branches. So I was running Brixton, Campbell, and Woolworth Road, because there was a sickness <laughs> a lot in the team. So I was like, okay, that's fine, just carried on getting on. Um, with that and then every year as you know everyone gets appraisal ratings and, and things so um, normally when you come back from maternity leave you just get a default successful rating mm -hmm. because it's just the easiest thing to give everybody um, and then I 
few weeks ago now, my regional and divisional manager, they called me. So I also got promotion in that time as well. <laughs> so I now am a branch director in Eltim. So mm. that was good. Um, but he called me a few weeks ago and asked if I was available on the 18th of February for the evening. And I was like, yeah, why? And he said, oh, can you get uh, childcare? And I said, it depends what it is. <laughs> so, so why you're asking. Um, and he said, oh, well, he said, as you know, we've done our uh, ratings for the year. He said, and I want to give you your rating. He said, so tell me what do you think you would have? So I mm -hmm. said, oh, yeah, probably a successful rating. I've just come back from maternity leave. That's probably what you're giving me. He said, oh, really? He said, yes. He went, all right. He said, well, um, as a division and as a team, he said, I'm really happy to tell you that we've rated you the highest manager of the whole um, team. So he said, I've given you an exceptional rating. And he said, and um, he goes, you're just everything that I would want in a manager. He said, you're just, you have integrity. He goes, you work for your um, branches. He says, you do so much of juggling being a mum as well to two young boys, he said, and I know what you've had to endure and go through. He said, so, he said, I'm giving you a ticket to go to the Brits on the 18th of February. <laughs> so he was like, so, you know, and, and that then got announced to the whole company and the division. So, yeah, so I was like, you oh, wow. So that you. was the table of, in front of my enemies. So, yeah, so I did have to stick with it. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was powerful because the emotional stress that she was under and God saw that and he heard that. And I, every time she said it to me, I just kept pushing her back to the Lord. Go to the Lord. Go to the Lord. So that the Lord, she's gone that way, so that the Lord could speak to her himself. God always wants to speak to you himself. He doesn't want to always speak to you through somebody else. You're his child. He wants to speak to you himself. He spoke to her. And she didn't even understand it fully. Well, I don't want that. She didn't even want that. That's not what I want, she said. You know, I don't want that. But God knew what she needed. So he gave her his word and she believed it. And as a result of believing his word, that happened. Because that could have been totally different. That whole, what she could have got up here and just said something, or not even got up here because it wouldn't have been a testimony. It would just be more grief, more stress, not praying for somebody. You know, Bible says pray for our enemies. Pray for those who hurt you. Even when you're driving and someone cuts you up and is really, you know, you just bless them straight away. Open your mouth and bless them. Don't open your mouth and start cussing. That's normal what people do. I know that that's a, a normal trait, but it shouldn't be. You should open your mouth and bless them. Not saying you're not angry, not saying that you're not upset. But if someone cuts me up or the other day I saw a motorbike and you know when they just cut inside of you and it makes your heart go because you think, oh, I said, Lord, bless him so he doesn't get knocked over. That's what I say. Bless them. Bless your enemies. God knows what he's talking about. God knows because when you bless your enemies, you're releasing a realm upon them. You're putting coals on them. You're setting them up to make sure that justice is done. When you take things into your own hands, God said, okay, then take it into your own hands. But when you give it to God or when you turn to God for God's advice and God's way, even when you're like Sophia, like, I don't want to pray for her. I'm fed up with this. I'm fed up with that. You go to God and God will give you the answer. God is the one that will give you the answer. So I wanted Sophia to share that because that is living in her life. It's living. So I want to read 2 Peter 1 and verse 19 to 21. It says, And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. 
Verse 20, knowing this first, no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man. Those prophecies over your life that you know came from God, they didn't come from the will of man. They come from the will of God. Hallelujah. They come from the will of God. But holy men or holy women spoke them as they were moved by the Holy Spirit over your life. That's how those words came to your life. People that God came on and then they released those prophetic words over your life. God is spirit. John 4 and verse 24 says, God is spirit. This universe, this physical matter was made by an invisible God. And this world that we live in has four realms. The spirit realm has a realm of love. It has a realm that is activated by your words. By your words. So God had been talking to me about this and I was putting it together and I was like, this morning when I woke up, the Lord said to me, I was just about to start getting ready. Um, I was about seven o'clock. I was going to start getting ready, do a few things before going before the Lord. And the Lord just kept saying to me, just come and kneel before me. Just come and kneel before me. Just come and kneel before me. And I went and kneeled before him because I had this thing. I just kneeled before him. And I was, I was just saying to him, I like looking out the window and just saying, I bow my knee unto the Father of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. And here I am, Lord. Here I am again. Another day in your world. And he kept prompting me to do it. And I'd done it. And I, and I knelt down. And then he started speaking to me about why he's talking to me today uh, about um, these realms. So, you know, when you get up off your knees, you feel, oh, that's why, that's why. So I'm going to share, I'm going to share that with you. The Lord said that some of us, we take each and every day too lightly. You know that I preach a lot that we should live in the fullness of today. Don't live into tomorrow. Don't bring yesterday into today and worry about tomorrow because they have enough cares of their own. You've got to live in today. So that's something that's real in my life. But the Lord was saying to me, today is not a filler for until you get to your event, until you get to what you think you're getting to. Until you get to, okay, I'm supposed to be building with you, Lord, or I'm supposed to um, have this promotion, or I'm supposed to be um, uh, excelling in this area, and I'm not going to fully enjoy my life until I get there. That, we don't say it, but that's how we live. God said, I've given you, time is precious. Time is precious. I've given you today, not as a filler. You know, like some people say, oh, I can't stand Mondays, or thank God it's Friday, and you just you just do away with the week almost because you, you hate your job, you hate your life. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh, this, you know, what is the point of being alive? But you like certain days, some days are lovely because this happens. God said, listen, I give you today, not as a filler, not to fill in, not just to fill in and you're waiting for your event. I'm giving you today as a gift. God has given you today as a gift. So I was like, yes, Lord, okay. And he went, go back to Genesis. Go and look and read through Genesis 1. And I went back and I was reading through Genesis. And I was like, so many times I didn't realise that God said so many times, let there be, let there be, let there be. Through Genesis, let there be, let there be, let there be. And he was saying, tell my people who don't understand fully how to use my word, just say over your circumstances, let there be light. Let there be light in this marriage, Lord. Let there be light over this child. Let there be light in my workplace, Lord. Let there be light. 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 And he said, he said it took me six days, six days to create this universe with my words. And he said, for thousands of years since then, you've lived in what I said. Tell them that you are living, you individually, you're living in the world that you are creating with your words. 
you are living in. I'd never see, I mean, you know, you hear, you hear things similar to it and I can preach on, you know, the power of the word. But that's what the Lord said to me today that he's getting over to me and to us. Do not take time lightly. Today, God has given you to create something so that you will, in your future, which is tomorrow, you will meet the life that comes out of your mouth today. You will meet it tomorrow. Or you will meet the death. There is power in your tongue. There is life and death, Proverbs says. There is life and death in your tongue. You are creating a world. God said it took me six days. I am the creator of all things. Six days on the seventh day, I rested and lived in what I'd created for the six days prior. So God is saying now to us, use the word of God to create. Create the world that you want because you're going to live in it anyway. You're living in the world that you're creating with your mouth, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's indifferent. God is saying the power of his word is a realm. It's a realm and he loves realms and realms are the way that he does things. So let's get with the program, people. Let's speak life over ourselves, over our children, over our circumstances. Wherever there is death, wherever there is void and chaos, the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the deep. Darkness, nothing was happening. And then started to speak, started to create. God created the heavens and the earth. And then he showed us how he done it. He done it with his words. And then he said, okay, I'm going to make man in my own image. If I look in the mirror, I see myself. If you look in the mirror, you see yourself. You know, when you've got a child, you say, oh, image of their father, image of their mother. I'm the image of my father. You should be the image of your father. So it's not just in looks, it's in actions. Jesus said, I only do what the father does. I only hear and do and see what I, I'm shown by the father. That's how we are to be examples to this world, that Jesus is alive. We are emissaries. We are representatives of the living God. We've got to use our mouths. So time is not a filler. That's one of the things that God wants you to realise. Today is a gift from God to you. There's many people that are not in today. They didn't make it into today. They didn't make it into 2020. They're dead. They've gone into eternity already. You're still alive. You're set apart. You are the remnant. You are the remnant to bring the kingdom of God, to establish his kingdom every day, advancing, advancing, advancing the kingdom until the king will come back because of these days that he's given us to create. Do you understand what I'm saying, people? Don't let your tongue be the instrument that is going to make you walk into a future that is down and, oh, just downtrodden, I'm just surviving. Oh, how are you? I'm just surviving. Oh, it grates me when I hear Christians say that. Surviving. The blood of the Lamb for you to survive. The blood was shed for you to live and live abundantly. To live the fullness to live in the fullness that God promises you. He speaks to you through prophetic words, through his own words, through prayer. He speaks to you. Hold on to them words and then speak them over you. And understand now that they are a realm. They are a realm. What God has said to you, it will stand. It will stand forever. It will produce. It will create. Just like God created the heavens and the earth with his mouth. It will create. It will create. People have come to us in this ministry and said, I've got a child, a child in my womb. Can you come, come up to the front and bring, and bring Jude up? I have a child in my womb. And this is what the doctors are saying about him. Basically, he's not going to live. He's not going to live. This is Jude. Yeah, this is Jude. And they, they didn't want him to live. Well, not they didn't want him to live, but she, 
you could have made a decision to change that and, you know, abort him. And, but he's a healthy baby. And you would come and we would pray. We would lay hands on him. And we would say, no, there's life in this womb. And God, God is going to bring forth life. And here he is. Here he is today. Yes. The life of God. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. The word of God is living. The word of God is alive. We can take it. Never take lightly that prayer. One prayer that you can pray over somebody. Never take lightly. And don't say to people, uh, I'm going to pray for you and don't do it. The worship team, I love our worship team here. I love the way they love one another and that they are a team and they're strong. And something will go up on the worship and then people will say they're going to pray, they're going to pray. And the results happen. Never just say it. If you can't do it, can't manage it, don't say it. People are depending on the words that come out of your mouth. Don't say it if you're not going to do it. It doesn't mean you've got to have a set-aside time, getting on your knees, and you've got to have half an hour. Wherever you are, you just proclaim. When I see somebody's need come up, I say, Lord, I proclaim life and favour over that situation now. In the name of Jesus, just proclaim the truth of the word of God. Hallelujah. I just want to quickly read some more scriptures so that you have more ammunition and more meat. Take this meat because it will nourish your souls. It will save your souls. It will save us. Put the word of God in you. Put that realm of life in you. Matthew 4 and verse 10. This is when Jesus had just been baptised and then he was led into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Matthew 4 verse 10. Then saith Jesus unto him, Satan, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall you serve. Jesus didn't start praying when the enemy come against him. Yeah, he didn't say, okay, I'm going to start praying. Let me go to a prayer meeting. He didn't get on, let me start praying. What did he say? Listen, it's written, because that word will just strangulate the devil, just annihilate him right there and then. Jesus is our example. If Jesus didn't get down and pray, well, let's do what he did. What did he say? Straight away, right in his face, it is written. Because that's where the power is. That's where the power is. That's where the anointing is. That's where the freedom is. In the word of God, use it. Use the power of it. Jesus told him, go away, Satan. It is written, worship the Lord your God. Serve him only. That's where Jesus' freedom was. I worship God. You can say what you want. I'm telling you, it is written. I will serve only, only God. Only God with all my life, with all my heart. That's what I will do. That's what we are to do. Jesus is our example. Mark 11, verse 20 and 23. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Peter remembering, he remembered what had happened the day before, that they'd gone past this fig tree and Jesus had cursed it. So, and Peter remembering said to him, Rabbi, which is teacher, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. Verse 22, and Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says... Says with his mouth, yeah, to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. He didn't say he will have what good he says. He says whatever he says, whatever you're living, coming out of your mouth, that is the realm and world you're creating for yourself. Oh, I'm no good. I'm never going to get this. Oh, I can't. I'm just, you know, I'm just dumb. I'm just not educated. Oh, when you talk to your children, oh, look at you, little idiot. Look at you, never going to amount to nothing. Things that have been said to us, those words have crippled us, some of us, in our lives, what our parents have said to us. Start speaking life over yourself, over your children. Start speaking life over those that you love. And more so, start speaking life over your enemies. Over your enemies. 
I remember when someone tried to put witchcraft on one of my sons. Witchcraft. Went to, went and paid somebody to put witchcraft and it got back to me. We stood in prayer. I tell you, I, God showed me in the spirit. I sent the word of the Lord and it was like lightning. It was just light, light, just sent light. When light hits darkness, who wins? I sent the light of God. I didn't like such trembling. I think, oh my God, no. I just thought there is a remedy. There is a solution. And it's the word of God. I sent the light of God. And I saw it demolishing, disintegrating. You know um, on Raiders of the Lost Ark when they melt? You know when the light's just released from the Ark of the Covenant and, the, and, the, and it melts? That's what I saw. The word of God is living. It's active. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. Okay, one last scripture. Romans 4 and verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee. This is what um, was being said to Abraham, the father of faith. I have made thee a father of many nations, before whom he believed. Even God, who quickeneth the dead. That means his body and Sarah's body wasn't ready to have a child anymore. They was 99, 100. They couldn't have um, a baby. So their body was dead. And he said, God said, I call those things that be not as though they were. God promised you are going to have a son from your own loins, from your own womb. And Sarah laughed. And the word Isaac means laughter. The, the name Isaac means laughter. They laughed. God can take a stone. The Bible says he can take a stone, pick the stone up, and raise it up as a son of Abraham. Give it an inheritance. Give it a lineage. God can take a stone and make it into a person. God's word, that's why God said, for with God, nothing is impossible. You stay with God first. It's not that nothing's impossible. Be with God and nothing will be impossible in your life. The will of God will come to pass. Can you stand to your feet, please? Hallelujah. 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 I want to pray. I want to pray and just release some decrees over you that the Lord um, told me to. Hallelujah. Do you want the word of the Lord over you? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. God said to pray some freedom, freedom over you. I'm to pray hunger as well. There's some of you that you're not hungry enough. You're not hungry enough for the things of God. You're not hungry enough for righteousness because those that are hungry will be filled. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness, the promise is you shall be filled. You shall be filled. It's an upside down kingdom. It's really different. The more you're filled, the hungrier you get. It's not like when you go to Pizza Hut or you go to the Chinese or you go to Nando's. You feel and you can't eat no more. Yeah? That's not how the kingdom is. The more you eat, the hungrier you will get because that's what the promise is. Hunger and thirst, I'll fill you. You'll be filled and then you'll still be hungry. This is the living word of God. Father, I pray and release hunger, hunger, hunger for righteousness, hunger for the word, hunger for righteousness, hunger to be right with you, Lord. Let your people hunger. I release the impartation of hunger over the worship team, over every person here, every young child to the oldest here, from the youngest to the oldest. I release that impartation of hunger over you. The Lord said to pray over some of your education. Some of you want to do certain courses. Some of you want to get certain degrees. The Lord said he's going to open up those opportunities for you. And he's going to give you ability to understand how the brain works, how the brain operates. To take the information in to retain it and then to be able to retrieve it and to recall it. I release that anointing upon you for your education. That God also will give you a desire for education you're not even thinking about right now. In the name of Jesus. 
your health. Some of you are so struggling so deeply with your health. Start speaking the word of God over you. Don't start lining up with what everyone else is saying. Oh, my back's so bad, it's never going to be fixed. Oh my gosh, this illness, I can't believe it. Do not take it on as my cancer, my headache, my migraine. Don't have ownership of it, the Lord says. Don't take ownership. Yes, it's happening. It's a fact, but truth is above a fact. So, Lord, we just release the truth of healing. Jehovah Rapha, over your knees, over your back, over your mental health, over your heart, over your limbs, over your organs. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. The Lord said to pray for job situations. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you know every person here. You know their job situation. You know the ones that are struggling so badly in their job. They need the finances, but they can't take it no more, Lord. They can't take it no more. You know that, Lord. And you said, release over them the freedom to get the job that God has ordained for you. I release it over you in Jesus' name. For some of you, God will make an opening. There's going to be an opening for jobs that are going to really surprise you. So, Lord, we just release that and we stand in agreement about that. This one is big. This is for all of us. The Lord wants to release the spirit of purity and holiness. Purity and holiness. Everyone lift up your hands. Lord, I release purity and holiness over your people. Over your people, Lord. Young and old alike. May we be pure. May we be pure, Lord. May we live holy before you. May we not bring reproach to your name, Lord. May you give us the insight. May you give us the ability to do that, especially some of these young people, Lord, this world that they are living in. Give them the ability to live pure, to live holy. I release that spirit of holiness over you. Some of you are in terrible situations in your relationships with people, with family members, with partners. The Lord said, I want to release you in the name of Jesus, not to be in turmoil, not to be in stress. I want to release life over you in the name of Jesus, the Lord said. And I want to show you the right pathway to take, the right pathway to take. Because our plans, the Lord said, our plans seem right in our own eyes. But if you present them to God, God will present them back to you as he wants them. So in the name of Jesus, I just release your people into the fullness of what you've got in their relationships and in their life, Lord. And I pray in the name of Jesus for those that are struggling with depression. You have not called us to depression. You have called us to freedom in our mind. I release the mind of Christ over you if you're struggling with mental health in Jesus' name. I release the mind of Christ over you. The healer is here. Yeshua is here. Yeshua is here. Yeshua is here in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Where's Sean? Where's Sean gone? Sean, come here, please. I want us to all pray over Sean. The Lord has showed me that Sean is going to be praying. She's going to be praying healing. And God's going to open up realms of healing. She's going to be praying. Richard's not here today. But God showed me Sean and Richard are going to be released in healing. And they're going to pray and we're going to see miracles in this place. And I want us to stand in agreement with what God has said. This is gifts that God gives, yeah? I want us to stand in agreement what God is saying in the name of Jesus. So Father, I pray over the Stringer family. I pray over Sean and Richard. And I pray the progression. I pray the impartation of what you showed me. That you're opening up realms and they're just going to speak healing. They're not going to be praying as in, oh God, and crying out. They're going to lay hands and say, be healed just like Jesus did. So do you all agree on this? Do you all agree? We release the Stringer family 
into this realm of healing that they will release on our own family but also on us and we believe for it in Jesus name we agree do you say amen Sean amen amen go on team Thank you for listening to our podcast today. You may have been a Christian for a long time, or you may be exploring the possibilities of a relationship with God. Wherever you are in your journey of life, please feel free to contact us at Woolwich Community Church if you would like any further information on today's message. We will be happy to talk with you, pray with you, and help you in any way we can. Please see the information below in our bio on how to get in touch with us. Have a blessed week. And God bless.